All right. I'm going to say some stuff and then I'm going to pray. So if you're watching on the live stream or whatever, I'm just going to give you a snowflake warning, okay? Snowflake warning. So if you get a little bit delicate, do not watch tonight. Okay, hallelujah. Holy Spirit, thank you. You want to speak to us. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you that this is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Holy Spirit, I just thank you for the atmosphere of the victory of Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for tonight uh, in, in great clarity. Help us to engage and embrace and understand our mandate. We thank you right now. Lord, you, you talk like it's already happened because I tell you what, Lord, we're already seated in heavenly places and we're already blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. And I just thank you according to Second uh, Peter 1, that you have already given us everything pertaining to life and godliness through your precious promises and, your, and the knowledge of you. Bless this time. Holy Ghost, we just honour you and we love you. Bless this time in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so what I wanna do is that there's a theme that I wanna develop and you know for this year, you know for this year that I feel the Lord saying, uh, a connection between rejoicing and awakening. And awakening is powerful because it's very biblical, but it engages not just a, a, a revival, but also outpouring. I know people have been in outpourings and when the pouring stopped outing, then they went back to their old life. They went back to, they went back to their fishing job. They went back to their nets. You know that there's a lot that changed on Pentecost because Pe Peter woke up. But after the Messiah, what happened? He went back to that, you know, he was, he was denied the Lord. He didn't just deny him going, do you know him? I'm not sure. He really swore his head off. He did. He swore really like this. And then, you know, the rooster crows and then Jesus saw him across the room and he's like, you know, pretty hectic. You know, just, you know, he, he was one level above Judas, really. It's crazy. And then what happened is that, is that, is that uh, Jesus came to him and he said, Peter, do you love me more than these? He says, feed my sheep. And so Peter was still struggling at that time. But on the day of Pentecost, something happened. Is that the fulfillment of the, 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 the mystery that was hidden for ages and generations, that is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Outpouring took place and he was awakened. He was never the same. He was so awakened that wherever he would go, just the atmosphere around him would heal people. Okay? Just his atmosphere to the point Church history says that he did not feel that worthy to be crucified the same as the Lord, so he asked to be crucified upside down. So he was awakened. He understood that God came in the flesh. And so this year, we believe key to that is rejoicing. Paul says, rejoice in the Lord when you feel like it. And, and, and sometimes I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. There's something powerful about that. What I wanna do is I want to fuse together or marry together a couple of themes. And one is situational and contextual and the other one is solution-based. But what I want us to do now is we're gonna read something that I've, I don't think I've ever preached on this, uh, with this scripture, so it's gonna be quite a novelty for me. So if we can just put it up, Second, uh, Second Timothy, really important. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. I mean, it's pretty strong. <laughs> just straight up. You know, First John, do not love the world or the things of the world. For if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. 
<laughs> the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life, you know. And we sort of like go, hey, I, don't feel, I don't feel like reading that today. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit confronting, um, you know. <laughs> no one engaged in warfare entangles himself. Oh, trust me, I've been very entangled. Um, no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. The hard-working farmer must be first to, to partake of the crops. So let's go back to the beginning of that, if we can, the soldier. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. So just as from the outset, according to not just the word of the Lord, as in the Logos, but this season, it's important that you know that war has been declared over you, to you, and is being waged on you, okay? Because this is really quite profound. This is really profound because I think most of Australia doesn't wanna know. I really believe that. Because I've, I've, been, I've been on this earth for half a century now, longer then, all right? Uh, 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 um, five score and four, okay? <laughs> Five score and four, all right? And I don't think Australia, I, I, I think Australia really doesn't get, no, no, I don't, no, 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 I don't want to do the war thing. It doesn't matter what you want. <laughs> it's what's actually happening. And it says, make sure, it says, you've been enlisted in a, as a soldier in a war and it's been declared on you. And you're going, that is pretty hectic. And I think that something that what we're going to do is, is that we're going to talk about some solutions on that and we're going to talk about the things we're not going to do. But this is really, really important. And tonight, the reason I gave the snowflake alert is I want to talk about a couple of prophetic warnings that happened in the past that have come to pass. And there's a couple of prophetic warnings at the end of tonight, okay? Now, you know, are you a warning prophet? I'm not into that. It's just sort of like, I have a duty of care to be a watchman on the wall. And I'm not gonna bang on about negative detail and all of a sudden it's sort of like, wow, you know, where's that scripture? Lord, give me a word, he went out and hung himself. I'm not that guy, all right? I want people to actually, to, to lean into the Spirit of God so he's the lifter of our head. But we have to see the context. When God states an implicit reality, sorry, an explicit reality, and we go, oh, I don't know. We actually have to understand that, that Paul says at the end of his life, fight the good fight of faith. Oh, no, no, but it's about rest. And it's about, yeah, 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 those things do work together. And so this is what happened is I was having a, a um, one of the things is that this is very important. The prof we need the prophetic, but it's gonna be tested and weighed, okay? And sometimes we receive something prophetic because someone with a track record, but they might prophesy garbage. So we actually have to receive it and weigh it. You know what I found that's fascinates, that fascinates me is that you've got kids in our church. Could be Asher, could be Israel, could be Max, could be a bunch of kids. And they will have a dream or a vision the day before an eldership meeting and we, get the, we, we don't even know about it and the Lord's, like it, it's so consistent. I'll tell you why. There is no junior Holy Spirit. <laughs> There's no senior Holy Spirit. There's no junior Holy Spirit. It's only the Holy Spirit. We have to learn to weigh and test. And it says, by the mouth of two or three witnesses, everything's established. 
So you have to, sometimes it'll be a prophetic word, right? And you'll go, whoa, that's full on and a bit wacky. And there's something in your spirit resonates. But then you get to hear a prophetic word and, and, and it's you know, meter and rhyme and it ticks all the boxes and it's got such great theology and it, it, it's, it's, an, it's an empty clanging symbol. Your spirit is, is John empowers the priesthood of all believers. And he says, yes, we do. He's the one that wrote Ephesians in the Holy Ghost, you know, the ascension gifts. We need teachers. But then he says, sorry, Paul says that, sorry. And then John says in 1 John, he says, you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. So there's got to be a place where we can test and weigh things. Because we see sometimes the Spirit of God speaks through the most improbable vessels. Can someone say amen? Because where's he going with this? All right. So uh, 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 a couple of years ago, I'm like getting this feeling and I'm going, it won't leave me. And um, all of a sudden, we had 2020 with COVID, right? And there was lockdowns, but there was no mandates, okay? 2020 lockdowns, the world shut down in a week. Wow. But then 2021 came and all of a sudden, uh, someone leading our country went to another country and purchased all these needles and said, hallelujah, came back, mandates came in, passive, aggressive, workplace ones, this, 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 the science has settled, the data is in, etc. Around this time, as I got this, and this, this, is not like, this is not like kumbaya and popular, but I don't care. I got in my spirit, I went, this feels like a World War II cycle. It feel, I can feel it. I can feel Joseph Goebbels, selling the message, propaganda, control the gates of communication. People just watch the same gates and don't understand that things have changed. And I'm really, I'm really like, so this is, I remember this vividly because it was a morning where I took my kids. You know when you book something in advance and then when it comes to the day, you really regret it? So I booked my, my kids in to do the high ropes down at West Beach. And we're like, yeah, it was January, come on. And that day was miserable and freezing, driving rain and, hail, uh, and, and uh, 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 blowing a gale. But we've booked the high ropes. It was awful weather. And I'm going, this World War II thing, this is weird. Then Marissa messages me. And as I'm thinking about this, and she, she goes, I bought this book. I would never usually get this. Right, this is, as I'm meditating on this, I can't shake it. And it says, the spectre of war the international, international communism and the origins of World War II. And I'm going, so when you have a conversation, why did you get that? And she goes, why well, it felt led to and blah, 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 blah. I'm going, I'm, I'm like, now, as we're conversing, then Christina contacts me. She said, I've got to speak to you. I said, I've had a very disturbing encounter. So this is three in one moment, beginning of 2021, okay? So where are we? Okay. Now what you got is that she actually had an encounter uh, uh, on a, a, could have been a, it would have been a Saturday morning, I reckon, Saturday morning, and she was semi-awake, and this is the, the, the reduced version of the encounter, this is 2021. <clears throat> she saw a soldier on a beach, on one knee, helmet slightly on the side, like it's nearly been knocked off, dropped his rifle, looks at Christina, looks through her empty eyes like shell shock, overwhelmed, 
completely like not 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 at the ready, not the gun, not sort of like yeah, we got this. Completely knocked off like like this, and shell shocked. And then what happened is then she the next part went even crazier. She went into a scene with a POW. This POW was very unusual. Okay, it was an extremely skinny man, extremely skinny. And on a, on a disproportionate level, had, he had a massive head and the eyes were tiny, okay? Before you start going Okay, this is not what it's about. <laughs> so, there we go, that dated a few of you. And she, she goes, I'm so disturbed, because, and then a lot of other things happened. She was, it was a full on encounter. She was so disturbed by it, and basically what we believe was this, is that remember, you've got like, um, does talk about, you know, in certain books called Apocalypsis, is things coming out of the ocean. This man was on the beach, caught off guard, nearly had the helmet of salvation knocked off of him, didn't have his weapon ready, absolutely in shock, overwhelmed, caught off guard. Next thing you know, we, 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 we felt after praying about it, it represented a lot of the church, the POW. You go, why? because that's what we felt like, no. And basically is this, giant head, head knowledge, tiny eyes, no vision or sight, or prophetic, the skinny body. The skinny body is lack of core strength, lack of muscle, lack of nourishment. And we were freaked out. In one day, I was getting this stuff going around, Marissa contacts me. I'm watching my kids up on the high ropes, blowing a gale, and Christina contacts me. Three, and boom, boom, boom. I said, Lord, you're speaking. You know, one of the things is this, and, and we all have to, we all, there's a continual, a continual metanoia required. Of all the things of that vision, that skinny man with the giant head and the, the small eyes is this, was how skinny he was. This is what the West is awful at doing. We hear good teaching, good words, whatever. We've got the Bible, we can read it whenever we're not working or sleeping. We are so crap at spiritual disciplines that we're weak. You don't have to be a brilliant theologian, but the lack of people taking the Word and they intend to do the disciplines, but they, they just perpetually put it off. That is such a warning. Because what happens is this, is that we get this head knowledge and we think we have it. Oh yes, I know that teaching. No, we don't until it's converted to our subconscious. And we're actually putting it out that that's the concern, that people would even see certain things coming and they don't know how to apply it. That's, that's actually a massive concern. And that's the Western world. But this is what that dream, because she didn't understand it. She wasn't in a place of prejudice and bias and I'm gonna release a word and it's gonna be a rebuke. But that's what happened. You've got people, they think head knowledge is spiritual power. And we have to be in a place of application. So we build muscle, the spirit of dunamis, the spirit of power, what David experienced, what Samson experienced. Yes, we're in a different covenant, but, but I'll tell you what right now is that again, I am a, 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 a <laughs> five score and four. And we're in a generation, for me, I, I came in on the scene at the end of the, the Vietnam War. Um, I didn't see the Korean War. I've never done conscription. I've not, the, my, my, my dad was in the Navy. His father served in World War II. 
There was the Cold War. The Cold War was always a threat, but it was never real because we're, we're in an island on the other side of the world. But we're in a generation that has no understanding of war. And you know what? We need to learn. We have no understanding because we never had to. So there's an invitation of spirit to engage a spirit of wisdom of what does that look like? Because Paul says, do not get into a space of warfare where you're beating the air, which is ridiculous. It's an abstraction that doesn't work. But we are, war has been declared on us in a very real way. Not convinced? The occult is so in the open now. It, uh, I mean, I haven't watched it. People have sent me clips of the Grammys. Was it last night? Grammys, Sunday night? Just flat out occult ceremony. Everyone's wearing horns, flames everywhere. Sean Foyt posted some stuff with, with, with they're actually in some, some clinics practicing infanticide. They said, don't, don't, don't worry, we, we can turn it into a satanic ritual. This is happening, guys. So you go, you, when we start to go, well, I'm doing all right, what happens is this. The minute we're not about justice and fighting for the vulnerable, the innocent and the weak, we've actually abdicated our mandate. This stuff is really happening. And we have, there is a media at the moment, like seriously, like, you ever seen like, you know, David Copperfield, he goes, look at this, look at this, look at this, but this is happening over here. There's this weather balloon thing going on in America where they let this go over sensitive military installations, nuclear silos, oh, and then it goes over the ocean. Like we're talking, there is such a sleight of hand going on right now. While that's happening, critical race theory, radical gender ideology, infanticide on demand, is happening so crazily. The fact that we can, you, you got kids forming their identity and they're always gonna navigate a level of questioning confusion we're talking, this is, there is wars being declared on us and we cannot, you know, when, 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 when this is just me, but I would say it would behoove us all to take a leaf out of this book. I mean, I don't usually say this, Paul says imitate me as imitate Christ. You know, those mandates came through and those traumatised nurses lost their jobs. Traumatised teachers, traumatised police, I know, because they met here and I spoke with them. And everyone's ducking for cover, hoping they're not next. How do we ever expect people to stand up for us when we don't stand up for anyone else? That's, that's, that's a lot of things, but it's not godly. And so a war has been declared. My friend just came back. I was on the phone to a friend in California two hours today. Already he'll buy a plane ticket and they'll tell him how many carbon that carbon emissions and kilograms he's using up. He's talking about the unrolling of smart cities and they're actually building the cities like, like, like from scratch, they're not just putting up cameras everywhere as we're seeing here. And we're seeing stuff, we're seeing a dumbing down, especially the next generation, where articles are written. Where, is it, if, if you're gonna understand anything about what's happening, understand psychology or what it is to dumb people down. I've seen articles out of, out of legacy media that have said, people, it says climate change causing heart attacks. I was one in, the UK, in a major UK paper saying, if you are gardening, we found that gardening in your backyard now produces heart attacks. And what happens is, it's, yeah, I know, it's insanity. We got, we got to laugh out of that one. But this is, wage, this is a psychological war 
And it's really, really happening. And you know what was happening before all this, before 2020, but you've got all of a sudden the prophetic is like bang, 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 this is what's taking place. You've got the crazy situation where with the Brazil election, you won't see that reported in legacy media. We're talking enormous crowds saying, hang on, we want a recount. And I've followed some of that. The Supreme Court said, no, nah, we're not gonna do this. We want scrutiny, we want, no, nah, they're shut. We're talking, Brazil is manifesting communist dictatorship. Who knows, can, can someone say amen if you understand we're in a war? But we have to, this is, this, is, this is the point I wanna make tonight. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war, my fingers for battle. I'm not beating a pulpit, I'm not, I'm not on a soapbox. We need the Lord to retrain us in the ways of war. We really, really do. Because there's too many people disassociating and calling it spirituality. If there is a war going on and injustice and innocent people are suffering and we are just into our own thing, it's, it's, dispar- it's, it's, it's inappropriate. So, so it, he says, Paul says, if you've been enga- enlisted as a soldier, make sure you live to please him who actually enlisted you. So that we're seeing so many things. The people who are peddling climate change and ocean levels rising, they all happen to be buying mansions on the ocean, on ocean front mansions. So we are, this is really, really happening. So there's a war taking place. Now, okay. So when I first got saved, a long, long time ago, it was 19, oh my gosh. Hang, hang on, I can't, I can't remember, what was it? It was the end of 1987. I, got, I came to the Lord, I think in December. And I enrolled in Bible college in January. <laughs> first week, first day, first day. All right, I'm gonna start at the Old Testament. And I turned to someone and said, what's an Old Testament? I was a heathen, like really bona fide, real, real heathen. But I do remember when I first got saved, um, there was a lot of ministries around the place, so real prominent ministries. Now, New Zealand were a forerunner, I'm not saying they're not now, but very prominent. So there was Winky Prattney, who remembers Winky Prattney? Yeah. There was Barry Smith, who remembers Barry Smith? Still to this day, he's, you know, um, great soul winner. But um, yeah, he did have a problem with Henry Kissinger. And um, but there's a guy called Bill Zabritsky. Who remembers Bill Zabritsky? When in doubt, cast it out. So, <clears throat> so when I came to the Lord, there was such an emphasis on warfare. And over the time, there's been a generational change. One of the generational changes was Hillsong. This is what I heard. Can you believe this? This is, I can't fathom this. Someone told me, I reckon this is five years ago. At one stage, it could still be the case. Because when you go into CCLI, you look at the top of the pops in America. America's by far the biggest, you know, uh, mainstream, recognised, churchy type culture. And you can see what, what the, you know, even um, Revelation song is still up there. And that was written, what, 10 years ago, 12 years ago. And but Hillsong at one stage, I think something between 60 and 70% of all worship songs sung in Protestant churches in the world came out of Hillsong. That is mind blowing. So that was a transition. And what's taking place now, obviously there's been some interesting things happen there. I like, won't go into it, um, you know, uh, not my deal. 
But now we've come here where war's been declared on a generation that doesn't know war. We don't know war. And so, so, so rather than, you know, like a bunch of poodles, you know, in a thunderstorm, and then treating it as spirituality, blessed be the Lord my rock who trains my hands for war, my fingers for battle. If there's a war going on, I mean, like I have you know, illustrated it like this before. Like World War II, my dad was born in 1939. Uh, he was in World War II, he remembers it. But can you imagine just going, nah, I don't feel like this. You don't get a say, it's happening. This is the context, this is the kingdom context you're in. Now for me, before you start thinking like, uh, 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 I am a disagreeable, objectionable, adversarial pain in the rump, I am not. I like a good time. I'm a really nice guy. Okay, when I re- the first time I realised, I shared this Sunday afternoon, the first time I realised there was something way bigger than me going on in the realm of the spirit, I was first saved, I would have been saved three months. The woman who led me to the Lord, she said, Todd, the devil hates you. He hates you. And me and my 18-year-old Aussie carnality go, what have I ever done to him? I took it a bit personally. I didn't understand the context. So, 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 so there's war has been waged and we're in a generation that doesn't understand war because we know, especially when we read the Old Testament, there are generations that don't understand things. And I saw a lot of warfare done really badly. Who's seen warfare done really badly? Come on. And you go, it puts you off. It's throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Someone, I remember amazing te- uh, uh, preaching by a guy called Terry Law. Did anyone remember Terry Law? Amazing. This guy, these guys were going in the Iron Curtain when it was still like really crazy risky. I think it's crazy risky now. So there's a lot of warfare and then everything was like there's teachings on binding and loosening. And then you get people, and then you get intercessors who are really big on warfare. And you know what? You rarely would see them smile. They would get a devil, punch them in the head 10 times before their first coffee in the morning. In the afternoon, they've pulled a hamstring they got a migraine just before tea and they go to bed exhausted. Do you want that sort of life? Of course you don't, because you don't want war. Anyway, so, <laughs> no, 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 but, but a lot of, there's a lot of, lot of bad advertising and, and there's a lot of people doing things in principle and Paul actually talked about warfare. He said, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. That's a reality. But unless we understand how to engage it, it's abstract. So there has, war has been declared, really, really, really has, especially on the next generation, especially on women. It's actually across the board. You've got this, like this, you've got people, you've got guys who've committed violent crimes. I think this is in the UK. I don't know if there's precedent here. Violent crimes, they identify as a woman and they get sent to a woman's prison. And then, oh, there's been sexual assault. Come on, guys, this is ridiculous. If we, can make, if we can make the corporate collective consciousness sub 70 IQ, they can get away with murder. You know, this is, this is actually good language, it's not mine. There is a democracy, we're in a democracy, a democracy where, where we have elected representatives who actually act in the interests of their constituents. What's happened, it's morphed into something a little bit different to that. It's actually morphed, where is it? What have I got here? It's morphed into a corporate aristocracy, a government that is at the behest of a ruling class. Bill Gates was recently talking to our PM. What was that about? I don't know. Is it about putting mRNA in all livestock? 
Maybe, I don't know. But if they do that, what's interesting, it's his company. What a coincidence. Someone who invents, <laughs> you know, invents a software program and then who knows, they might have had something to do with viruses but then they come up with the, the antivirus. We're talking, it's called a racket. You're seeing things, did you know that at the G12, did you know that the head of the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, he spoke to all the elected leaders, all the elected officials. We are seeing decisions made. Do you know that in, I think it's October, there's a referendum about changing the constitution. Do you think that would be good to actually be transparent? This is what's taking place. This is what it's about. No, going to be skinny on the details. We're looking at, in America and Australia, they put through legislation, 40,000 pages, 4,000, 40,000 pages, and they give it to you five or six hours before you actually have to vote on it. And the devil's in the detail on the last two or three pages. It happens all the time. Democracy is becoming a sham. There's a war going on. Decisions are being made and discussed that has nothing to do or will not, will not be voted on. What happens, decisions are made and then they have to sell the idea. This stuff is taking place. It's taking place. So the warfare side of things, my goodness, here we go. Oh yes. <laughs> I realise I'm in a cosmic war, cosmic reality. One of the things, and you guys have heard this one, I like, I'm going to, to Myanmar and I'm with a small team and uh, Daryl being one of those guys, he lines it up and we were looking at going and we didn't have big ministry, but we, we, it was establishing contacts. And we were like, this is, this is the reality of it. It's like, no, we're not, we're not a big deal. We're just going to do, oh, we did a pastor's conference. There's a lot of people there, right? Oh, he wasn't on that one. Yes, he was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just let me finish this story, okay? I'm in, I'm in, I'm in a, a, an airport in Hong Kong. I'm in an airport in Hong Kong. And all of a sudden I hear a voice and it's sort of like, yeah, great. And I hear this, who do you think you are? What business do you have coming here and what, under what authority? And I'm hearing this voice and I'm going, where's it coming from? <clears throat> and I'm like, and Daryl's gone somewhere to get a hamburger so he was on that trip. And I hear this, 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 it was a menacing voice, but it felt like, it was like, it was like a U2 song, far away, so close. And I kept challenging me. And I'm like, that's coming from Myanmar, but I'm in Hong Kong. There's a principality getting up in my grill. And he said, under what authority could you come here? And I'm like, and I'm sort of like, all right, Daryl, where are you? I said, I need someone to agree with me. And we had to do a court session in the airport. So Daryl said, I'm like, oh, I'm my hamburger. Anyway, races back and he's got mayo here. What's up? You know, and so, and so I was sort of like, I said, this is what's happened and we're praying about it. And this is what the Lord said to me. He said, you actually have to cite, see jurisdiction's a very big deal. If you get the word of the Lord to go to another country to do something, brilliant. But if you just go because it's a good idea, you could get your brains beaten in because you don't have jurisdiction. Oh, but we're meant to go to the whole world. Great, we'll just do it. But sometimes there are territories that, you know, so that was getting challenged. And this is what the Holy Spirit said to me. Obviously you're going in the name of Jesus, 
but you need to also cite you're going on the invitation of a couple who actually already live there. I went, so I tapped into their Metron. And then what happened is we went before the Lord and then we presented this, told it to shut up and get lost, right? And then we actually used, you know, applied the blood of Jesus. And then what happened was we had no dramas for the rest of the trip. We even went to ground zero of the Headwater Spirit Temple. There was no dramas. This is, this is a real war, a real war. And you heard the story when we were in the Amazon and witch doctors and all that sort of stuff. So anyway, we are in a war that has eternal consequences, whether we like it or not. And many, many Australians don't wanna know about it. And I do understand that warfare has been done poorly at times. I, when I was younger, right, a lot younger. So I knew enough just to be dangerous, okay? I was in second year Bible college and I'm like, yeah, I've got authority. Do you know what I did? I did the dumbest thing. Never do this, by the way. Kids, do not try this at home. <coughs> we were like, we, we people come in to Bible college. I was at a uh, Paradise Church. Anyway, I started mocking the devil. I said, you're gonna go into the lake of fire, you're a loser. Like this fully got in his grill. <laughs> and I just started coming against him and you know, I, I was really an idiot. <laughs> Do you know what? I felt something in the room go, you know, something full on happened in the room. And then I would say at the end of that week, it was easily the worst week I'd had in a few years. I was, uh, cause we just, people don't understand how this works. We've got to go about it God's way. And there's a primary. We're gonna talk about the primary which we've been talking about this year. And, and we need to understand jurisdiction and metron because this is actually happening, actually happening. So let's put up uh, uh, Psalm 106 verse 47. It says, save us, O Lord our God, and gather us from among the Gentiles to give thanks to your holy name to triumph in your praise. What's interesting is this, and I wanna to cut to the chase on this because I wanna focus on the last bit of this and then we're gonna do some stuff. <clears throat> it's very clear, and I don't wanna dilute this. Jesus is God. He came here, he's perfect and sinless. He was tempted in all points yet without sin. He came to give his life as a sacrifice. He suffered vicariously on our behalf. He died on a cross. He took every curse, every sin, every sickness, all iniquity, he took the lot. Then he went into hell, then he ascended and he says he, gave, he led captivity captive and gave gifts, gifts to men. And then what happened is this, it says in Colossians that Jesus didn't just rise from the dead, he embarrassed and shamed the devil. It says he embarrassed him, he shamed him, he disarmed him. This is what the Bible teaches very clearly. In the realm of the spirit, Jesus destroyed the, the power of the enemy. That is the victory. Can someone say amen? amen? This is what he did. But triumph is a different word. Victory is the whole enchilada. Whereas triumph is celebrating the victory to manifest it in the midst of battle. So, so, so Jesus has already won and you're in Him. So you go, well, how do I get the victory? Because I'm, to be honest, Todd, I'm getting a bit of a flogging myself. And so, talking about the guys on the camera. <coughs> All right. And it's like, so the Lord says very clearly, the just shall live by faith. And so 
We, when, what triumph is it? it? says, can we put that back up, please? It's really simple. It says, to give thanks, second half, to give thanks to your holy name, to triumph in your praise. So, so we manifest the victory by celebrating the victory. Ask Paul and Silas in the Philippian jail, in the flippin' jail. <laughs> they got a flippin' deliverance. I mean, it's dramatic. I have been in really bad places. You know, I'm just saying, going forward, just get, look, 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 look. If you understand the faith realm is this, there's a chance one or two people here might go through a hard time in the future. Now, when you know who you are in Christ, every hard time is not to be construed as punishment. It's to be construed as a gymnasium opportunity. It's to work out, because I know that everything that's brought me to where I am today has come through going through hard times. That's where you build muscle, you go into the gym. And so I've learned to triumph. I've learned to celebrate. Now, with what I do here, let's just talk about a ratio. Because like I said, my dad's still trying to work out what I do. Um, <coughs> he knows it, wor it works, he knows I'm blessed. It's blown his grid. But for every, I would say, I'm talking about in a week to week, I would say for every hour of doing this in front of people, there's probably 20 hours of prep. You're going, dang. I mean that, if I just did, you go, what do you mean by that? We're talking getting in God's presence. See, if I, I've, got, I've got nothing to say to you unless I go to him first. You get people, you get, if, if someone's a preacher and they don't know God and they don't know how to pray, you're gonna waste your time. You've got someone's opinion, you've got the cold of personality, you've got empty words going in empty heads, all right? Pause and meditate. What happens is I have to spend time before the Lord and then I get something to say. The ratio is about 20 to one. It really, really is. Because anyone that speaks is sort of like anyone that sort of, I've got the interns and, and they're learning how to speak publicly, but there's a lot of, you know, ask Ebony, at least 50 to 100 hours. When, exactly, no, no, no. But, but I mean, there's a lot of prep going into it. So you've got to live a life where you're actually engaging in that place. And do you know what the most common discipline I do, and I wouldn't call it a discipline, it started as a discipline, is praising and triumphing. That's the most common discipline. I believe, I believe that Jesus is God. I believe the Bible in this dispensation is about the good news of the Gospel. I believe that I have eternal life because I put my faith in Him as my Lord and Saviour. I believe that, but if I don't celebrate it, the enemy tries to snatch it away like a bird snatching a seed off the soil. So this is what we have to learn to do. Blessed be the Lord my rock who trains my hands for war, my fingers for battle. I know, I know prophets who struggle to praise the Lord and they get stuck in toil, they get a hard life. Did you know that if you give yourself over to praising God, your life will be a lot easier? Because that's the thing He wants. Because you actually, it says, as we've been talking about in Psalm 22, 3, God dwells in the praises of Israel. He dwells, He inhabits in the praises of His people. When you give Him what pleases Him, what happens, He manifests. Who wants your life to be easier on a biblical, on a biblical level? So when you get people going, oh, I don't feel like praising God, oh, the melody sucks, oh, that rhythm, rhythm's out. Oh, it's not as good as that. It's not, you're missing the point. Is it, it, Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. 
And so this is where it gets even better. So we triumphing is celebrating the victory that's already been won and we triumph through praise. Second Corinthians 2, 14 to 15. This is Paul. Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and amongst those who are perishing. So Paul says, God always leads us in triumph. So this is, this is the primary of all warfare. And so when you start to look up, if you were to Google the word triumph, you'll see that it means to celebrate the victory. But then another level is in Roman times. Who knows that Rome was, they were pretty organised outfit. You know, some, some of the people here might go, yeah, they stole much of it from the Greeks. Yeah, but they improved it. Not the food though, they said. Okay, so, so basically is that they conquered the known world. I mean, wow. And, and then what a triumph was is that you'd be a citizen of Rome and then you would smell incense. Remember, put, if we can just put the beginning up of 2 Corinthians, it says that you could smell incense. You'd be, you'd be in Rome and you'd smell incense. Now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge. In Rome, the soldiers would go away. You'd be a nervous mother, a nervous wife, a nervous child. Your father's gone away. And, and back then, you know, there was no internet. So you're not sure what's happened. But then all of a sudden, you smell incense. And then you start to hear noise. And then giant crowds would gather. And then what would happen is a procession of the Roman army led by the generals on horses would lead. They'd go through. The masses would come out. There'd be mass celebration. The crowds make a, a, you know, a, 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 um, a ticket tape parade post-World War II on V-Day. Look, look inane, okay? We're talking like multitudes and multitudes. You've got the victorious generals with the soldiers and behind them, quite often in chains or cages, the defeated enemy would be naked and chained up and led in utter humiliation before the victorious masses. That's what a triumph is. And this is what God wants us to do. When you triumph in the Lord, you're celebrating what Jesus says has already taken place. That's why praise is the language of faith. You triumph in the Lord. And this is why it's not just sort of like, okay, so the answer to everything today is just singing. No, that's no understanding. We actually have to calibrate our hearts to the condition of victory. Calibrate our hearts to the, vic the, the authority we have in Christ. Calibrate our hearts to the fact is that uh, if, God is, uh, 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 if God is for me, who can be against me? Calibrate our hearts, that greater is He who's in me than He was in the world. Uh, calibrate our hearts. Uh, God is my helper, what can man do to me? Calibrate our hearts, that he, he's, he's a wall of fire around us. Calibrate our hearts, that God dwells in the praises of His people. And then you start to express that in praise. I'll tell you why, because God's a creative. Creator, sorry, that's a bit of a Creator. This is why art and poetry and music and dancing is connected with warfare. We're gonna go deep on this stuff. It's not just we're gonna bind and loose and all of a sudden you lose your personality and you look depressed all the time. Is that we need to understand, blessed be the Lord my rock who trains my hands for war, my fingers for battle. We have to primarily engage the Lord. 
When you start to understand that, you know, one of my favourite stories, Smith Wigglesworth. Who's heard of Smith Wigglesworth? It's been a few generations, so I just thought I'd ask. He created crazy faith from Bradford, England. Crazy faith, read the Bible the whole time. Just meditated. They go, they go what's the secret of your prayer life? How, often, how long do you pray for? He goes, I've never prayed for more than 15 minutes. He said, but I've never gone for more than 15 minutes without praying. He walked, he dwelt in the secret place of the Most High. We're talking crazy things. I mean, he did things I wouldn't try now, like someone's got an appendix problem, he'll punch him in the guts, okay? <coughs> then go raise him from the dead. No, um, incredible faith. Do you know, <laughs> I love this story. This is one of his books, Middle of the Night. Indulge me, supernatural stories. You don't mind supernatural stories? Thanks for the indulgence, there we go. Five of you, all right. Yongi Cho said Japan's a hard place to break into. He's actually been visited by the devil in Japan. He, he was like, you know, Korea, we've broken through. Japan needs a bit more work. Yongi Cho, yeah, a bit of jurisdiction and metro on there, like changed the world. Cell groups, fourth dimension, church of nearly a million people. Runs on the board, hashtag, okay? So he goes there and it's like devil, like, whoa, like this. So this same thing, similar thing happened to Smith Wigglesworth. Smith Wigglesworth in bed to sleep like this. Devil comes in the room. <laughs> and he's like this. He's like, and he goes, oh, it's only you, and went back to sleep. <laughs> so, so, oops, my drink. Okay. Um, when you start to taste the victory, you go, oh my gosh. Well, the first thing that goes is fear. It's fear. <laughs> fear is the, is the real thing that's got to go. And so now when we triumph, we are celebrating. And you go, do you know what? So I'm going to praise God for five minutes and all my problems will be fixed? No. Because what happens this year, according to Psalm 8, 2, and Matthew 21, verse 16, is that out of the mouth of infants and babes, you've ordained strength. And Jesus paraphrases his own word because he is the Logos. And he says, out of infants and nursing babes or youth, you have perfected praise. This year, God wants to meet us in the realm of praise and he wants to perfect our praise. It's gonna be a process. But I tell you what, it's exciting. Last night we had our first tabernacle of David. Wow. I'll tell you a bit more about that in a second. So we have celebrating the victory, manifest the victory. So it actually says in Psalm 47, sing praises with understanding. So praise is more than just singing. It helps us to enter into what is already and reinforces the victory. <coughs> now, this is the prophetic warning. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. Okay? So, uh, I just like, who has dreams and they wake up and they go, I know I dreamt last night, but I can't remember it and it's really frustrating me. Too many of you. Okay. So basically, is that uh, uh, I'll have times like that. I have times where I wake up in the middle of the dream and I know I'm having a dream and it's an encounter. And other times, if I feel like I'll go somewhere and it's weird. And this is, no, is it? All right. I'm gonna put this on, I'm gonna put this on hold. So we, before we talked about, I got something in my spirit two years ago. Marissa sends me this book, very, very light reading, okay? And then Christina comes out with all within, like this. So uh, Susie, uh, uh, very prophetic, super prophetic, she had this dream uh, 
where it was not good. And then she woke up from it and goes, thank goodness it's a tree. She went back to sleep and went straight back to where it ended. The dream basically says this in a nutshell. There is a real, real warning in the spirit regarding scarcity, lack and control. Okay, strong. I know, I know a prophetic warning when I hear one. Won't go into details, but it involved camels, pirates, pirates stealing things, camels, talks about wealth, talks about in Isaiah, uh, Isaiah 60, you know, when wealth comes to you, it's coming on the back of dromedaries, camels, caravans, a bunch of camels as a caravan. It got nothing to do with Noel. Um, and so basically is that you have, you have this whole big deal going on and she goes, you dream, wake up. Thank goodness it's a dream. Everyone was being corralled and controlled. Goes back to sleep. No, I don't want to go back in this room. And it happens and then, and I'm going, that's really weird because the night before is I was in the spirit. And I remember going up to all these people. I remember there was a few couples and a few individuals. And I'm like, how are you going? And what, what happened is that they would tell me something I'll go, okay, right, right, right. And then I go to the next person. I sort of reset, rebooted. So it wasn't like I was influenced by group A with group B. I just, I kept, and I kept getting more surprised. And everyone I spoke to was a spirit of poverty and a spirit of lack and struggling. And I was like, oh my gosh. Now here's the deal. We've already been talking about the spiritual warfare. Shall I go and buy food in cans? Shall I doomsday prep? Look, you know what? can always have more in the pantry. We don't want to have the spirit of Mother Hubbard. <laughs> and we don't want to just get stuck with curds and whey. <laughs> so here's the deal. Here's the deal. That's not going to do much. It's not going to do much. But I know a warning when I hear one. And I know that there's a lady that came out with a warning last year about food shortages. You know the prophetic timing's really like, that's the hardest thing. And it's happening. She was accurate, but just not the top, maybe the timing. And then you get whole swathes of the body across. It's negative. Ah! Like this is like, this is happening. What about the book of Revelation, which says a quarter of wheat for a denarius? It means a day's wages for a flipping uh, a loaf of bread. And then God says, but do not touch the oil and the wine. Okay. This stuff is being engineered. You've heard about the egg shortages. You've heard about the artificial shortages. Someone told me the other day, now this is, this is the lowest of the low. I can't believe this. If you think the other things I've been talking about, this is the worst. The other day I was told KFC ran out of chicken. And there was actually, people couldn't get hold of oh, chips. Did anyone get the chip shortage? No, okay. Remember, who remembers the great, great toilet paper shortage of 2020? Well, that was terrible. After that, everyone's like, bidet, mate. Okay. Seriously, but there, there, literally, and you go, okay, so, so what are we doing? What prep? No, 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 oh, no, no, no. Is this? We've got to get and meet God. We've got to meet the Lord because at the moment, you know, like, have you heard that in the European Union has passed the law? Now, don't get me wrong. There's been rubbish in our food for a while now, but they can actually like uh, 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 grind up bugs and put them in your food without announcing it. Did you know that? Did you know that in Australia and universities and schools, they were encouraging kids to say, hey, we're gonna be eating insects soon. You aware of that? Okay. 
So this stuff is being engineered. War is being waged. And you know what? We need to be trained by the Lord and the primary is to celebrate the victory. We need to understand the times we are in. I don't like it. This isn't encouraging. Stiff. I've got a clean conscience. I'll tell you what, this is why we're doing what we're doing. There is a warning around this. Psalm 47, can we please put that up? It says, sing praises to God, sing praises, sing praises to our King, sing praises. For God is the King of all the earth. Sing praises with understanding. God reigns over the nations. God sits on His holy throne. So, so this is what praise is about, is going, wow, it's happening, there's a war. Okay, I'm not really sure how to go about it. Yes, we can do some teachings and binding and loosening and using the blood of Jesus and the name of Jesus and when in doubt, cast it out and all that sort of stuff. We, we, we do that anyway, we train people with that. But the primary is this. The primary is God dwells in the praises of His people. We can't afford to be divided any longer. We can't afford to be petty any longer. We can't disappear up our own belly buttons and suck our thumbs and rock and stare at the wall and blame everything. We are in a war. This is happening. And if you struggle with motivation and you're a parent, think about your children. If you're a grandparent, think about your children and your grandchildren. But what our primary is, is that we are a generation who have not understood war. And we're in a war. And we actually have to go to the Lord and say, train my hands for war, my fingers for battle. We meet him in the air. We meet him in the clouds. It says God dwells there. And then Psalm 91 says, where to dwell where he dwells. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. I was saying on Sunday morning, is if you've got an orphan spirit, you go, I wanna do the bare minimum and get the maximum blessing. And God says, why would you wanna do that? You're connected to me, we're one. And so we're meant to dwell in this place. You go, wow, God dwells in praises. Can you imagine if you praised God a lot? And that's where we meet Him. That's where we meet Him. There is a spirit of, there is a spirit of slumber over Australia, I'll be honest. Because people aren't quite like, ah, oh, what, what? You know, here, did not so bad. A lot of praying people, I'm not saying this didn't happen in the state. In Sydney, people were locked in their homes. They had helicopters. Please stay in your home. Drones, door, like this, where did you, like, like we're talking really full on stuff. You will stay in this ghetto. And this is what we've got to do, is that we have to triumph in God's praises. This is the last thing I'll say. I've been doing this for, uh, uh, I've probably been in the ministry maybe over 20 years now. It's a few, it's a bit, it's adding up. This church for 15 years, I got prompted in my spirit to do something I've never done before and that is to open the church almost continually for people to minister to the Lord. Last night we started and we're gonna be resuming Thursday, Friday this week, but next week it'll be Monday, Tuesday night meeting, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, seven to 8.30. Last night, now I've been to, I've been in outpouring, I've been to Lakeland, I've been ministered to by Benny Hinn, you could, you know, terrible way to put it, at his peak, whatever that looks like, you know, like when he was just like, you know, waving his coat and hundreds have fallen down. Rodney Howard Brown pointed his finger at me, I, got, I, threw, I flew across the flipping, chairs into the wall. 
I've experienced the power of God. We've seen the dead raised. We've seen hundreds baptized in the Holy Spirit at the same time. Dreams, visions, financial blessing, financial deliverance. And last night, we engaged the Lord in praise here. No band, just a playlist. No lyrics, no one on stage, just focusing on Jesus, probably 50-ish people. I can tell you before the Lord, I experienced something I've never experienced in my life. This season now is to meet God in our praises. So during this year, we get perfected in praise to celebrate the victory, to celebrate the victory. You look at all this stuff here, smart cities, 15 minute cities, carbon credits, deeper slavery, deeper taxation, you know, Lester, Big Brother, well, well, George Orwell, even George Orwell was going, wow, I didn't think it'd be this bad, you know, and all this sort of stuff. And you go, oh, I live out in the country. Oh, oh, no, 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 they've thought of everything. Oh, no, no, no. We're in a place now, only deliverance is of the Lord and that's exactly how He wants it. Can someone say amen? <laughs> only deliverance is from the Lord. And so, you know, whether this gets booted off of Facebook, you know, um, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> I'm over it. I'm over it. Tiptoe through political correctness, you know, like, I, I can't do it, I'm done. <coughs> and so... So we're going to, I encourage people to come out. It's, just, it's not like, a, it's, it's different. I was at, now that's gonna be my spot, so don't take it, because I'm gonna have a tantrum if you do. Because I had visions of stuff there, and I like it. So, so, now, one of the things, I've had people come up to me and ask me what I would think was fairly straightforward questions. So how do you praise God? It's legit, because we all stand here and we look at a screen and sing a song, and we might connect with it. But we need to get down to brass tacks. And when you start to do it continually, what happens, not only does God ride in on our praises, not only does it create a pathway of manifestation, it's more than that. It starts to burn neural paths here and burn paths here and you start to reside in the dimension of the secret place of the Most High. You start to reside in a place of joy. So one of the things that we're gonna do in a second is this, is that we're gonna get the pads on in a second before we do communion. I'll tell you what, if, you, you're, if you're in a tight fix or you've got some struggles and you go, we've all tried praise, you know, cold start, praise of Jesus, praise of Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah, bored out of my brain after 45 seconds. Use God's Word. Use the Psalms. And I tell you what, I come in here the other day and I read Scripture for out loud Psalms for about, about only 20 minutes and the glory of God started to manifest. Why don't you start by doing that? I've been saying to people, ad infinitum is this. Praise God on purpose, deliberately, two to three times a day, just for 10 minutes. You, you've heard what's happening up in people doing this stuff in Munta. They're moving in miracles and witnessing to people. And it's like, this is where we meet the Lord, not in teaching. Not in more meetings. And you go, but tabernacle, tabernacle. No, 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 that's different. Do you know how good it is for me to come into a meeting? I have zero responsibility. Oh, happy day. I just focus on the Lord. Except someone did park over your line and we had to shame someone. So anyway, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. We all got healed. We all got healed. I say, can we put the, the pads on, please? This is what we're going to do. You're going to read with me. I want you to capture, I'm gonna pray, I want you to capture the awesomeness of God. The awesomeness of God. I want you, I want you to, uh, I want you to engage the realm of the Spirit right now if you can.
Did you know Sunday afternoon, we went back into praise. We're not we're gonna do it differently today. We're gonna do it differently. We went back into praise and the clouds started to come in. Sunday afternoon, Maylands, the clouds started to come in. I think we're gonna see something similar. Holy Ghost. I'm gonna get you to stand. I'm gonna get you to stand. You're standing before the Lord. This is a sacred assembly. This is the ecclesia. Okay. If you can start, if you can put up the first bit and you can see I've got a bit there. And I think the first one is Psalm 19. So we're going to read this out aloud. I want you to, when you're reading this, I want you to decree it. I want you to decree it. I, I don't think we understand how powerful the Word of God is. It's not as sharp as a two-edged sword, it's way sharper. And, and you know what? Did you know that God confirms His Word with signs? So when we speak something, so as an ecclesia, we're gonna take this, we're gonna speak it into the atmosphere. So I'll try my best to not be too discombobulated so we have a bit of synergy. But if I muck it up, don't laugh. I'm very self-conscious. Here we go. Say this with me. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows His handiwork. Day unto day utters speech and night unto night reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. In them He has set a tabernacle for the sun, which is like a bridegroom coming out of His chamber and rejoices like a strong man to run its race. Its rising is from one end of heaven and its circuit to the other end. And there is nothing hidden from its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the hearts. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold. Yes, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned and in keeping them, there is great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse me from secret faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and I shall be innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Put the next one up, please. I love this one. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His Name together.
I sought the Lord and He heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked to Him and were radiant and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Come, you children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Who is the man who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and His ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He guards all His bones, not one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked and those who hate the righteous shall be condemned. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. There's something about the Word of God. There's something about the Word of God. Do you know what? We have nothing to fear. Our sole role is obedience. God's ears are open to everything we say, believe for and praise. And this is exciting, friends. Everything is easy for the Lord, but we, want, we need to get on His page. He sent His Son, He sent His Holy Spirit. Now He wants us on the same page as Him. And this is why we're gonna talk about establishing angelic portals. We're gonna talk about what it is to have angels ascending and descending. You have to have the praises go up for the glory to come down. And this is what we need to learn. We need to build the muscle and be perfected in praise. Who can feel something shift in the atmosphere just reading that? An awe of the Lord. Do you know what? He hasn't left us. He's here. He's in us. Honestly, the best is yet to come. I encountered something last night, a joy. For those who are here, you're wondering, why is He laughing His head off for the first 45 minutes? Because I was drunk and I was in the joy.
I'm telling you right now, just ministering to Him, Thursday night and Friday night and next week will be Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's not tomorrow night, Thursday and Friday. This is exciting times, friends. We're going to see, I know that I know, experience visitation this year, this year. And it's not, I'm coming out as often as I can. Last night, awesome. But there'll be no one directing you. You find a spot, you praise God. You don't have any lyrics to look at. You hear people go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then everyone gets loud during the chorus. Back to, yeah, 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 yeah. But there's still an anointing. Then the tag, yeah. Yeah. God, God understands. <laughs> it's better than like, sort of like, you know, reciting your times tables. Holy Ghost. Grab your communion. Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, so we got big services, Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, Tuesday night, church at Munta. We have hundreds of people come through. We have a lot of visitors come through. Let me just say this. There's a lot of people going through physical things out in the community, but on a percentile level, we have a remarkably healthy congregation. And I'll tell you why. One of the main reasons, this. We have communion every service. If you're watching this, have communion often. You don't lean on your own understanding. It might come to a point where this will even have to cure broken bones. All right? We're praying for people with incurable situations. We've seen them healed and we're gonna see them healed again and again and again and again. But that is part of triumphing. What you hold in your hand represents not just being connected to the Lord, but knowing how much He loves you. And when we triumph, when we celebrate that, you go, God, you're so good. The whole victory of Christ manifests through our faith. And this is why triumphing is the language of faith, praising God. Thursday, Friday nights, not compulsory, it's an invitation. this year is about encounter. This year is about manifestation and this year is about deliverance. So Lord, we thank You for Your broken body and Your shed blood. I thank You, You're doing something amazing. You're doing something amazing. We thank You, Lord. We thank You that the tabernacle of David is not just the establishment of angels ascending and descending, but the tabernacle is also for the harvest, the ingathering of the Gentiles. We thank You. We thank You for such a glory, not just here, but in all of Adelaide. We thank You for a glory, not just through all of Adelaide, but all of South Australia. And we thank You for a glory through the great Southland of the Holy Spirit. We thank You, Lord, 
we bless Your Holy Name. We bless Your Holy Name and we are grateful and we are thankful and we choose to triumph in Your praise. We bless You and we thank You. You are raising up a holy priesthood according to the order of Melchizedek to offer up to You the sacrifice of praise to Him who loved us and washed us in His own blood has made us kings and priests. I thank You right now, this room is filled with kings and priests. We thank You for royalty. We thank You for being a royal priesthood. We thank You for this being a year of encounter. We thank You that we are gonna see people not just healed through prayer and the healing rooms, but in atmospheres. We thank You, people getting healed around communion. We thank You for demons to come shrieking out of people because they're encountering the glory, because You dwell in the praises of Your people. Lord, we choose to be grateful, thankful and rejoicing, full of praise as Your Apostle, Your servant Paul said, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Lord, bless this community to our body. We love You, we thank You in Jesus' Name. We have Dan Deval coming. Um, he's leaving early March. <coughs> but groups of us are going into the country areas, revival fires. We're going to places like Barra and Blythe and all around the place. We're serious about this, friends. We're serious about this. I tell you what, there's going to be a little bit of warfare at times. Don't worry about it. You've won. Because you're part of, you're connected to Jesus, the King of glory. You know that you know the angels. The angels is. I'm not saying they got it easy, but they have it easier. They see the Lord. They see the Lord. Did you know He just says, "Don't despise kids." You know, you got the big Pharisees. I'm a big shot and get that kids. Ah, get them out of the way. He says, "Don't despise kids." It's the kingdom of God. For such is the kingdom of God. Unless you become like one of these little ones, He says, "Their their angels, these kids, their angels are beholding the face of the Father." Don't we need a move of God in all generations right now? We need to see outpouring kids' church, young youth, young adults, 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 adults. My guy locator on, I think he's over there. <laughs> I'm not much better. All right. Praise God. So if you can make it out Thursday, Friday, great. If you can't, you can't. That's awesome. But we next week will be Monday. Tuesday night meeting Wednesday. And it's and, and you need to be you, you need a breakthrough. Praise the Lord. And especially especially celebrate the Lord for his goodness. And we start to get perfected in praise.
Guys, God's moving. Have a great rest of the night. Drive safely home. Yeah, you can praise the Lord. You can offer up a shout of praise to the Lord. It's real. Amen.